Welcome to Ask. I'm Pastor Jamie at Cornerstone Church where we have this important discussion surrounding the issue of life and death and the issue of abortion. This edition, we're going to deal with questions surrounding the recent Supreme Court decision um, about the issue of abortion. This is not going to be meant to incite anger or uh, debate that, that treats people uh, in a way that we don't think God wants us to treat each other. Instead, what I want to do is not necessarily change anyone's mind, but to deal with some of the common questions and to deal with some of the common things that have been said directly to me or I have seen said or posted that I think more insight needs to be shed. So whether or not you think abortion is okay, I'm hoping that you'll at least listen and it can uh, uh, incite more questions and we can actually have a dialogue about such an important issue. I think a lot of the rhetoric, just like most of the things in our country, has created sides to where nobody's listening to each other. So the first uh, thing that I hear is um, you, meaning typically Christians, are forcing religion upon us so that they say that the decision the Supreme Court made is actually a faith or a biblical-based decision. This is not true. Um, they made a decision based on the reading of, in, of the Constitution of the United States. And as far as those of us who are against abortion, pro-life, as you might call us, this is not about legislating religion. This is not any of us saying there should be a law forcing you to go to church, read a Bible, believe in God, believe in uh, Jesus or anything like that, forcing you to pray. We would never be for that. There should be a freedom to practice your religion or no religion, whatever your worldview is. However, you need to understand that um, everybody, not just Christians, but everybody looks at things through a lens of their worldview. That's what we'll call it. Worldviews can be political, they can be philosophical, um, they also can be faith-filled. So a Muslim might have a certain worldview, a Jewish person, a Christian, etc. Um, and even within those groups, there's variations, right? And so all of us are going to look at every issue, especially important issues like life and where it begins and how it should be protected, through the lens of what we believe. And so of course Christians are going to look at abortion through the lens of their faith. This is different than trying to force religion upon you. We believe things are true, that things are right or wrong, and we will preach and teach those things biblically. That doesn't mean we believe laws should be formed. For instance, the Bible's clear. A sexual relationship before marriage is wrong. And we believe that, and we teach that, right? And there's a lot, in, a lot that goes into that, right? But my point is, we would never as Christians expect there to be a law written and that you have to follow that if you're not a Christian. The reason abortion is different is we believe science has proven that this is a whole life that's at stake. That is not just the mother, but there now is a separate uh, being, a life, a human life made in the image of God that we need to protect. And so we take religion completely out of that. Um, the second thing that, that kind of leads to that is, uh, used to be the main question, but I see it a lot less is a fetus a human life? We believe, um, and by the way, a lot of uh, my uh, information I used as a major source is an article called The 10 
uh, Myths of Abortion, written by Dr. Ingrid Skop. And we'll post that and share that so you can read it much more in depth, and she's way smarter about it. Um, but but I, I think as I read that, I've read other things, it's pretty clear and pretty uh, accepted science now. It didn't, it wasn't in the 70s when Roe v. Wade happened, that there is separate DNA and this is a life form, right? So the question is, is a fetus a human life? And we believe science has proven that it is. Um, it, fetus just simply means offspring, right? And, and uh, uh, let me just kind of read for you some real quick facts. There's so many other things, but by eight weeks, the hands of a child have been formed, Fing fingerprints are forming, by nine weeks, fingernails are forming, and he can be seen or she on a sonogram sucking their thumb. By 10 weeks, they squint, swallow, and frown. By 12 weeks, they smile, have intricate hand and feet movements, and at this point, all the organs are present, okay? So, all of those, you can have an abortion. We know science has proven that's a child, that is a person in the womb. And that's why we're so vehement about being pro-life. Um, what's the difference? between a baby at 24 weeks that a mother and father want and something happens, right? And they use all the technology and all of this ability that medical and science has given us to save that child. And another child that a, a mother or, and a father don't want and is brutally sucked out and killed. The only thing, the only thing is somebody wants the child. Should that be the deciding factor of whether we let a person live is whether or not somebody wants them? I think we can all agree the answer is no. Um, another thing that, that, that we do get, especially pastors, churches, Christians, and I've seen this, this might be the thing I've seen. Um, uh, this and then the next one are probably the ones that I've seen the most. The, the church only cares about preborn babies, but is absent after the fact. Right, so sure you care about abortion, it's more of a political thing or a conservative talking point, but man, where are you after, and that poor single mother has that child, right? And, and I'm not gonna, absolutely there's some that only care about the one. There's always going to be hypocritical of everywhere and every group, including the church. But I would say this with confidence that the church as an organization, right? So collective Christians, the church, has done far and away more for those in needy situations, difficult, hard situations. Millions upon millions, billions at this point have been spent. Hours on end of volunteer work, pregnancy centers, crisis centers, uh, orphanages. There's a reason why historically most of, the, most of them are called saint something. They're the church. And I would challenge Christians, we have to step up and we're gonna have to even more now. We aren't just for that child when they're in the womb. We are for that child all the way through. We need to do more and do better, but let's be careful about disrespecting the church and all that it's done through the years. Um, the, the next one similarly that I hear is, we can't let these kids be born or we, we, we can't outlaw abortion because now we're gonna have so many more students born in poverty or foster care system is overwhelmed. You're not necessarily wrong, although I would say this, there is so many, 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 many 
upper and middle class families that out of convenience choose abortion. It's not just poor people, and it's not just an et one specific ethnic group, right? It's a crud, you can look at the statistics for yourself. However, you're right, the, the, the majority are in situations where uh, there might be an economic situation or just a family situation that isn't great. Uh, and, and that matters to us. However, is that a reason to not let someone live? Um, would we now go to a slum, pick a city, pick a state in the United States, a slum where someone is incredibly poor and look at a three-year-old who clearly doesn't have the same advantages that I did or many of us do and say, you know what, we're gonna do you a favor and kill you. We would never do that. I hope not because, right, that they have an opportunity. Is it as good as someone else? Maybe, no. But they've been born, by the way, in poverty in a country that has the most available opportunity and the most, the, the richest country that this planet has ever seen. Most throughout history and throughout the world, kids are born and there's nothing they can do to change their circumstances. This is the most we've ever seen. So why would we wanna take that away from them? Should more be done? Yes. Should we look at reforming our foster system? Yes, I think a lot of that's where the church does need to step up. But the government needs to allow the church to do that. Um, over the years now, the government's tried to replace what the church did so much better. And, and they're just not, as government usually does, doing a great job. There's people tirelessly and exhaustively working, but overall, it's a structure that seems to be collapsing. And so the church does need, or humanitarian organizations do need to step forward. But these are separate issues, right? To say, well, you're gonna be born poor, we should and your life. It's not fair. If somebody asked you before you were born, hey, you're gonna have some struggles in life. You might not be as rich as your neighbor. Do you want us to let you live and give it a shot or do you wanna die? Most of us, 99.9% .9 of us, would tr choose the option to live. We can, regardless, we can't make that decision for them. A few other things we think that are shorter. You don't care about women. Um, this is not I think that is a huge myth. This is not a male-female issue. Look at both sides. What do you see? Men and women over here, men and women over here. I personally know so many women who are very strong, smart leaders even, who have risen to high places that are absolutely against abortion because they don't believe it's an issue of women. They believe it's an issue of life and death for another human being. And there are many men on the other side who are, right? So this is not not caring about women. The second thing, which I pointed out before, what about the 30 or so million other, uh, 30 or so million over the years since Roe v. Wade of women we've killed in the womb? I personally believe, I'm I might, I'll find out someday when I meet the Lord, that we would have already had our first woman president. Maybe a woman uh, would have cured cancer or ALS or something like that, but we ended their life in the womb before they could soar to those heights. There are many, many women who we are trying to protect by saying abortion is not something that should be legal. I think it's more of a pro-woman stance than not. Um, science is established, there's two lives, separate DNA. So we do care about the mother, nobody. 
argues that a woman should give their life in childbirth for a child or a, a crisis pregnancy. That should be in the hands of that family and that doctor and not a law to, to look. There's, but those are, those rape, incense, those things that people argue, those are less than 3% of abortions, right? So those are complicated discussions, right? But overall, we still care about women. Similar, this is about healthcare. I hear that all the time. That's a myth. This is not about healthcare. You can, uh, you can get all of the healthcare that you want. No one is advocating making women get pregnant or making them end a pregnancy, right? We're, we're saying that in, you know, in those rare situations, sure, women and doctors have to make those difficult decisions, right? But overall, pregnancy is a biological, normal biological function. It is not a disease. It is not uh, like cancer or something like that. It is something that happens as a consequence to sex. I'm sure you knew that. It is not something that just happens to a woman or to a father, right? There is a situation that it's a pregnancy and that we believe that you have the opportunity to be absent, uh, abstinent, you can um, protect yourself, and if you don't, there's now a consequence. You can give that child up for adoption, yes, but to end it out of convenience, we don't think should be an option. Lastly, my body, my choice. You've probably heard arguments against this. This falls like a house of cards. There is lots of laws on the books um, that tell us that we can't do things with our bodies because it endangers someone else. I can't drink and drive, right? Why not? Because I might kill you or your child. And you say, well, then how is that abortion? Isn't that a unique decision? Well, you're killing what we believe to be another human being. And so my body, my choice, we don't believe stands up. Lastly, let me just say this for Christians. Is it biblical? Um, I'll give you a few verses, just so you know, it absolutely is. So if you're a Christian, you should not be okay with abortion. Psalm 139 says this, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Exodus 21, 22 to 25, When men strive together and hit a pregnant woman, so that her children come out, but there is no harm, the one who hit her shall surely be fined as the woman's husband shall impose on him. And he shall pay as the judge is determined. But if there is harm, then you shall pay for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. Clearly, the, the, the child is part of God's plan. Ecclesiastes 11.5, as, as you do not know the way the spirit comes to the bones in the womb, of a woman with child, so you do not know the work of God who makes everything. And so we establish scripturally that it's a child in the womb. There's many verses uh, on um, not taking a life against their wishes, right? And um, we see how uh, many places in scripture, the blessing that children are and that they provide. And also you can think about the passage of Jacob and Esau actually wrestled in the womb. And there's so many more. And so I know it's hard you receive the vitriol, but we must, must pray for and stand upon the truth that those children need to be protected. 
both men and women, who will someday be men and women, who are children in the womb. I hope this has been helpful, and if there is any good, honest questions, please submit them to our website, cornerstonebv.org. Hopefully we'll see you soon.